0: All right, and welcome everybody to another episode of the Casanova Podcast. This is episode nine. I got a very, very special guest. I'm really excited to have him on the podcast. Is the one and only Blandrew. Blandrew, go ahead and introduce yourself. Everybody, we all know who you are, but you know, for the people that don't, tell them why you're famous.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of famous for having controversial opinions. Uh, I like Nintendo a lot. Play classic PlayStation, and uh, yeah.
0: All right. That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm really glad to have you on the show. I mean, man, I've been a fan of you for years, man. Like, your content is definitely second to none, man. Thanks, man. Your editing to the content, how you just wrap everything together, like, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, thanks. Got to get back to doing that, though. Got to (laughs) stop canceling all these videos.
0: (laughs) I mean, YouTube is a grind, though. Like, I'm finding it hard to... Not only have the passion to do a video, but like with work, like because I work at a hospital, it's when I get home, it's I'm just tired.
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't have enough time to do it.
0: But uh, yeah, so I guess uh, some of the topics we're gonna talk about today, people, is gonna be um, we're gonna start off with gaming industry, uh, how it was in 2017, even now here in the beginning of 2018, in comparison to like the previous years, you know, some highs and lows some areas that um, I guess the um, the gaming industry as a whole can improve upon. But, yeah, um, well, Andrew, what's your thoughts, man?
1: Let's see. Well, overall, I think last year was probably one of the best years that we had in gaming. It's a <laughs> shame that Microsoft really couldn't be a part of that outside of Cubhead, But, yeah, they really need to get back on track because it's looking kind of weak for them. But, overall, I'm pretty good with it. I'm not liking a lot of the – Business practices that are going on with the gaming, like microtransactions and all this other stuff, but it's pretty solid right now.
0: Yeah, uh, well, aside from Cuphead, what mm-hmm. else did Microsoft actually drop last year?
1: Oh, it was <laughs> they have Forza, Voodoo Vince, Phantom Duck. Do- like, yeah, which yeah, is bad.
0: They yeah, they did bring those back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was wondering, I was like, man, what, what else do they have aside from, I mean, yeah, because of course we're going to get Forza every year. Mm-hmm. Um, when did we get Dead Rise? Ry- oh, Dead Rising was 2016, right?
1: Yeah, it was like the very end of
0: 2016. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty weak on the software front, especially with what Sony and Nintendo were doing. Yeah, um, they
1: were just all- kind of <laughs> playing it safe last year. It's like a lot of their games from last year got delayed to this year.
0: True. I mean, I feel like uh, with 2017, like, I'm completely going to agree with you. I think we started that off with a bang, and I I just feel like, you know, it was just hit after hit after hit. Like, every month there was something to play. And for once, it didn't, you know, suck being a Nintendo fan and having, like, Nintendo console with how well they supported it. Like, I mean, we started off with uh, Breath of the Wild, on yeah. the switch and it's just like that what that came a week or two weeks after uh, horizon i believe right
1: yeah it was like horizon breath of the wild persona and near all in that time span
0: that was crazy
1: yeah it's been a while since i had a backlog for nintendo so that's good
0: very very true like same here man like i i haven't had one uh since i want to say since uh if, I, if I'm going to be honest, I'm going to say Wii U uh, with... Uh, GameCube for me. Yeah, true. Cool. GameCube had... Which, uh, If you had to pick between GameCube and Wii U, uh, if it came down to exclusive Nintendo IPs, which would you say is better?
1: Come on, man. It's
0: GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's going to be some people that's going to ask that question, though, so...
1: Well, the Wii U did have some good stuff. Like, I, I'm a big fan of the Wonderful 101, and I thought Tropical Freeze is probably one of their best developed games ever.
0: Very, very true. Um, and how do you feel about uh, all the games that are like with the Mini Nintendo Mini Direct or Direct Mini that are going to be brought back?
1: A lot of people were kind of split on this, disappointed, but... I'm I'm actually for a lot of these games. I think Yeez would make a great addition to the library. I think that's a good handheld mode game for me. Willing to give that a chance now that it's on a Nintendo console. Could pr- potentially lead into a sequel. What else was there? Tropical Freeze desperately needed to come to the Switch because the Wii U game could have sold a whole lot better. And, yeah, I, th- I just thought it was a really solid Direct. Yeah.
0: I feel like uh, when it came to the Direct, I think a lot of people kind of overhyped it themselves and got themselves just into a frenzy. And so when Nintendo actually dropped stuff, it was, I think they, they let themselves down in a way. Not, you know, it wasn't even on Nintendo.
1: for the Yeah, I, w- I was seeing crazy rumors like Fire Emblem Pirates and all this other crazy stuff. So I know. yeah, that's on them.
0: <laughs> oh, you got some fans in the chat. Um also, Jiggly says he uh, he loved your review on Rodeo the Sky Soldier. Got Xander Skilling up in here. We got Riku Key. So, oh, man, you have sense. a lot of fans, man. Especially out here in Hawaii, you have a shit ton of fans. Like, for real.
1: Shout out to my Hawaii brethren. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, we, you know, going back to, like, you know, the 2017, I mean, we had literally all those titles in – one condensed time span and it's there i I don't know like if i was a professional reviewer i don't know how i would be able to get through all these games at one time within that block like uh, what is it personify guarantee that's a hundred hour game
1: (laughs) so that's mostly that's why i haven't been uploading a lot recently i've just been gaming getting games after games. so it's not really been enough time enjoying games before i actually do videos on them
0: yeah, that's I mean that's the best way. Like uh, I, I've told people that twenty seventeen was definitely one of the best and worst times to be a gamer. It's the best because you've got so much to play, so much to choose from. But I feel like it's the worst at the same time because you know, if you're adult like most of us, you got jobs, you got family, we got whatever. You don't have enough time to play everything, so <laughs> it's gonna stretch out over the course of a year, maybe two. So yeah, man. That's- that's crazy, but um, what what are some of your highlights for uh, like some of the highs and lows you think were of twenty seventeen?
1: Uh, let's see. Well, high was definitely Breath of the Wild that just went to one of my favorite games of all time. Mario Odyssey was really good. I'm playing through Xenoblade right now. It's the first game on Switch that I have over a hundred hours in, and not a lot of games do that for me nowadays. What else was there? I just got an Xbox One. I'm in, really enjoying Cuphead. I didn't really play any bad games last year. I've been mostly Switch, 3DS, and Indies all last year. Oh, you
0: didn't play... Um, what was that game that came back that nobody expected? Uh, Bubsy. No. $40? <laughs> Man, I don't even know what made them think that putting that game at $40 is going to sell. If they put it at 20 I could see people copying.
1: Yeah, and it made it worse because like Cuphead was twenty bucks.
0: Yep. And uh, let's see what else can I? I think. Well, I mean, did you did you play like did you buy into the hype of like uh, Wolfenstein Two or uh, the Shadow of War or anything like that?
1: Nah, those those aren't really my type of games.
0: Yeah, because I I feel bad for people that would have picked up. I mean, I'm not saying Wolfenstein 2 is a bad game. I've played it, I've enjoyed it. But for full price, and it's only about roughly five to six hours long, and there's there's no multiplayer. And I don't know, like, it's it's, even worse
1: is that it went for like 30 bucks on Black Friday.
0: Yeah, like what? uh, two, Two, three weeks after it came out. Yeah, that was crazy. But, uh,. Yeah, I think if I had to say, like, for highs, I mean, definitely, like you said, Breath of the Wild, I agree with you on that. I feel like Nintendo just came with it with each title they brought out last year. I mean, even ARMS, which I think was, I think, I'm not going to say it's it was a failure as an IP. I just don't think it caught on the way they wanted it to. Like, yeah, what, you what do legs. you think about that? <laughs> yeah, it didn't.
1: Pun intentional there. I thought, I thought ARMS was really good. It's a shame that it died down, like, super quick as soon as Splatoon dropped, but when it was that, I enjoyed playing it. I mean, do you think we're going to get, like, a sequel to that, or do you think their next
0: quasi-boxing-style game might be Punch-Out?
1: What, is, what team made ARMS? I, I think that's the Mario Kart team. I think so, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that would be a next generation title. I think they've done all they could with ARMS right now, and they're probably just working on something else.
0: Hmm. Yeah, because I think um, all the DLC for it is out, I think. And that was one thing I thought they did well, was all the DLC was free. Yeah. For that one. Um, I do feel like, uh, you know, when it comes to, like, Nintendo Switch, that if they had not have released it with Breath of the Wild, I'm... I'm not going to say that it was – it wouldn't have done as well, but it needed that big title to launch with it to be super – as successful as it is now. What do you think? Well, yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, remember that launch lineup? All we really had was Breath of the Wild, Clips, Double Night. Yeah, it wouldn't have sold off those games.
0: And so then then they followed it up, what, like a month and a half later, you had a Mario Kart, and then following that, you had ARMS and then Splatoon. Street but Fighter, is...
1: Puyo Puyo, yeah.
0: What did you think of the Street Fighter controversy?
1: I was mad. Because it, it, like, it doesn't even make sense that Capcom would test Nintendo fans when their games really don't sell anywhere.
0: True. Um, I, You know, I know a lot of people will say, like, it's – Support of the game of uh was the HC Remix from like 2008, yeah. $40. <laughs> yeah. You know what they should have done if they were going to do anything right, they should have done what they're doing this year with the uh collection. That should have been last year, yeah. You know, throw that on the Switch, you know, update the graphics for or the sprite art for uh Street Fighter 3 Third Strike and for Alpha. Like that would have made more sense at forty dollars. Like I think that's a great value versus what they had. So
1: because yeah, uh, it's pretty much the what the online arcade, whatever it's called, for the PS3 and 360.
0: Yeah, it's the same one.
1: Yeah, except for Way of the Hado. And no way should way of the Hado cost twenty extra dollars compared to the PS three and three sixty ports. And it
0: didn't even work half the time, I don't think, either.
1: Yeah. That was I, the most game. Did
0: you ever play it? I didn't even touch it.
1: Yeah, I played it, like, one time for, like, 30 seconds and then turned it off.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what do you think of, like, when it comes to, like... Have, have you played Horizon Zero Dawn?
1: No, not yet.
0: See, for me, Horizon Zero Dawn got spoiled because I played that first and I beat it and I loved it. And then I went and played uh, Breath of the Wild. And then when I... Finished Breath of the Wild, and I went back to Horizon Zero Dawn. I felt so limited, man. I I,
1: (laughs) yeah, that's what that's what literally everybody tells me about it. Like, start off with Horizon if you're if you have intentions on playing Zelda, because once you play Zelda, you're not gonna be able to go back to Horizon.
0: Yeah, that's. I remember even like reviewers
1: were coming out here and saying that if they played Zelda first, they would have gave Horizon lower scores.
0: Yeah and i can i can completely agree with that i mean horizon has the excellent story has good voice acting i enjoyed the graphics but the mechanics i mean it's like if you're trying to climb something unless it's obviously like showing with the the white highlight kind of like it does in um i want to say uh what's the game uncharted where
1: you know you like can like it'll glow
0: yeah yeah like okay. you have to know that you can climb on it to be able to even do anything with it but and after playing breath of the wild where you have so much freedom to just explore and do what you want to do going back to that it's just jarring like i uh, i yeah. can't bring myself to play it even the frozen wilds like i'm like i don't even care about playing that dlc just because i'm spoiled on an open world mechanic now
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i would like to try it because fighting some of those bigger enemies looks like it could be pretty fun
0: yeah, they they definitely were creative with the uh, with the combat when it comes to boss battles. Uh, I, I like the concept of being able to make makeshift arrows as you go, like just picking up something and making it. I think that's something that could have would have been nice to have implemented in Breath of the Wild. But oh, crafting. Yeah, well, like crafting arrows, like versus trying to go and find them. Okay, yeah. So. Um. But yeah. Um. Let's see. Sony. That, our next topic, people, is gonna be like Sony. Uh. We kind of feel like they're staying the course and not really trying to make brave moves or bold moves. Uh. Just because they're in the lead. Like, Blandrew, do you think that um Sony is being lazy or comfortable or what? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, they're definitely being comfortable and kind of lazy. Cause I remember last year Jim Ryan was talking about like talking about backwards compatibility and nobody wants it. They're pretty much all conferences that they had were pretty lackluster. They were showing the same things over and over. And I don't really know what to look forward to after Nino Cooney drops and that's in March.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, what all is coming out this year? Is the Detroit becoming human? There's Spider-Man. Days gone. is has got to and then that's it, right?
1: Uh I it might be. Maybe The Last of Us, I'm not sure.
0: I don't know. I feel like Last of Us might be like an early twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah. Like summer or something.
0: Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like um like I, I know how a lot of people have been um ragging the you know, Nintendo for all the ports that have been coming, but I feel like when we had the Playstation four and the play- the Xbox One, like the first year and a half to two years of those console uh lifespan, we had Port City. Yeah, especially Port City. on <laughs> especially on the PlayStation. Like I remember God of War came out, you know, you had the Uncharted uh Nathan Drake collection, you had uh what else was there? The, the Last of Us remastered, like they were constantly remastering games like over and over and over and over and over.
1: Okay. Okay. I I don't think games like God of War, even though I think one and two should have been there, I don't think games like Nathan Drake Collection or The Last of Us are bad because a lot of those, pe- those are exclusive to PS3. So they're not multiplat. So a lot of people potentially miss those, but sleeping dogs. I mean, come on. Yeah. Final Fantasy 10 10 2 remastered twice.
0: Didn't it come out like within months of the PlayStation 3 and Vita? Re- Uh, remaster?
1: Yes. And it was more expensive on the PS4.
0: (laughs) I don't understand why they did that. (sighs)
1: Square Enix, man.
0: (laughs) It's just like um, the the other thing, too, is the Kingdom Hearts uh, remasters as well. um, I feel like people could have just gotten the two that came out on PlayStation 3 and then not even a year later here it is again. It's on the PlayStation 4.
1: Yeah, so aren't they like, remastering it? Like, Haven't they remastered that game like three or four times or something?
0: Yeah, they have. And it's like, I, I don't understand why they did that. It's like, I don't know. Like At this point, I mean, do you even think they're going to drop three this year?
1: No. <laughs> I just know. I don't believe that. I
0: that this year. Man, I, I've been expecting them to drop three probably in like 2030. We'll have like more integral games they'll just build the story. I don't even know what the hell the story is to Kingdom Hearts anymore. Yeah, like, I
1: mean either people try to explain it to me, but I just zone out whenever that happens.
0: Like, you know, no lie. Like my wife, because she's a big gamer too, that's actually her setup that's behind me. Uh she was interested in getting into Kingdom Hearts after coming off of Breath of the Wild. And I was like, are you sure you want to do that? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I want to get into it. I want to learn. I want to play, you know, because all my friends say it's so amazing. I played her a 20-minute synopsis video, and I swear to God, ten minute—oh no, seven to eight minutes into that video, she's like, I'm good. I have no <laughs> idea where they're going with this story.
1: Yeah, I mean, Kingdom Hearts are, are fun games. I'm not even going to lie about that. I mean, they're charming, but I just don't know what's going on. I mean, if you're in it strictly for the gameplay, I say go for it, but the story could definitely be better.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, uh, yeah, I can't argue with you on that because I think the gameplay itself is what Square has done the best with as far as, like, a uh, an action RPG style. But I'm just going to say this, and I'm probably going to draw the ire of a lot of people, but I don't think Tetsuya Nomura is a very good scenario or story writer. Mm-hmm. I think he's good at art you know, creating cool-looking characters. But as far as a story he's created for Kingdom Hearts,
1: But you like his character designs?
0: I mean, you know, his millionth revision of Sephiroth, yeah.
1: (laughs) You're kind of driving me insane in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 right now. Like, I can just (laughs) look at some of the characters and say, yeah, that's that's Nomura. (laughs) I mean...
0: Yeah, I, I just feel like, and, and I guess this can segue into like another topic, but I kind of feel like uh, Square has shifted away from Final Fantasy being their primary, like, their star franchise. Now it's Kingdom Hearts. And honestly, like, I don't know if you beat 15. I played 15 up till Chapter 6, and I'm like, I just don't care. Like, the story just doesn't do anything for me.
1: Yeah, I haven't well, I haven't played 15, but I'll probably get to it, but it's not something I'm like wanting to get to it like I'm dying to get to.
0: And like what are you what are your thoughts like when it comes to like Square? Like do you think that they just they've grown too big and they're trying to do too much, which is the reason like I guess us fans of the older games and older stories, like do you think they've just lost sight of that or Wait, which
1: square, which Square Enix are we? Are we talking like Tomb Raider, DSX, and Hitman, all that stuff combined, or just the RPG side of Square Enix?
0: Oh, we can go either way. Whichever one you want to go with. <laughs>
1: we'll stick RPG because I didn't play any of those other games. <laughs> but I think I think Square Enix is actually at their best when they're making like B tier games. I, I I think their more big bigger budget games are actually worse than games like. 'Cause like Project Octopath Traveler is one of the best games I've played from Square Enix since like the World Ends With You. And even things like Bravely Default and I Am Setsuna and I think Lost Spirit's gonna be pretty good. I think those are way more exciting than Final Fantasy sixteen or Kingdom Hearts.
0: Agreed. Very very much so. Like I played when I played the uh Project Octopath Traveler uh that demo just I mean, the art style, the aesthetics, the gameplay, I was like, man, is this this, this brought me back to, like, the 90s square.
1: Yeah, the story and, was really good, too.
0: Yeah, and it's like the world ends with you. I'm actually surprised a lot of people have never played that. Or
1: you know, even heard of it. I was, like, timeline blew up with people who didn't even know what it was.
0: Yeah, I was like, what, really? They're like, yeah, I've never heard of that before. I was like, that's one of the greatest games of all time. I'm glad it's going to have, like, the ability to use, like, the D-pad and the analog stick to move around and whatnot because I kind of got annoyed with the uh, touchscreen interface on the DS, but the game kept me hooked. But, yeah, I just really feel like Square, the current Square, I think they've just kind of got inflated. And as far as, like, Final Fantasy as a franchise, I read a um, a quote from... uh, Nobuo Uematsu, and he said that he thinks that Final Fantasy as a franchise should have died when uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi left. Like
1: That was what 9, you... right?
0: Was it 9? Yeah, it was 9. Yeah. I can see it. Or was it 10 as well? I think... No, he directed 10, I think. I could be wrong. But, hmm. yeah. I don't know. I just felt like the soul of Final Fantasy after I lo- as much as I loved 10, I felt nine had such a amazing world to it. Like the story, the lore mm-hmm. and the characters just felt alive. And I, I kind of, it kind of came off, you know, with, when I went to 10, I felt like 10 was kind of like on a, I'm on a roller coaster. I'm going from here to here to here to here. It was very linear.
1: Yeah, people like to get on Uh, Final Fantasy 13 for that, but 10 is what started that.
0: Yeah, and then uh, Final Fantasy 12, which is funny, I've got the original PlayStation 2 release as well as the PS4 remaster, and I still haven't touched it. Same, just you know. And a lot of people were when I went to look into it. A lot of people that I know have played it. They're like, it's either it's split. It's either people loved it. They love the combat, they love the story, or other people say, "Hey, the combat was pretty good, but the story just wasn't there, and I guess the main character shouldn't have been the main character, yeah,
1: something like that
0: I don't know like i I just I don't know I just feel like they're kind of just all over the place with it um yeah and but then the, I, oh, but
1: I think like. Final Fantasy is at this point where I can't even recognize Final Fantasy anymore. Like, I'm looking at Final Fantasy VII Remake, and it's just like, okay, it's just an action game with cloud. Yeah. Like, even Project Octopath and Bravely Default look more Final Fantasy to me than Final Fantasy.
0: And are did they confirm that with the Seven Remake that they're going to actually switch that over to, like, is it going to be action-based, kind of like Crisis Core, or is it going to be turn-based?
1: The Kingdom Hearts to me.
0: Oh, God. I think I am yeah, you know <sighs> not happy to hear that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all they had to do is just refine the battle system just a little bit, you know, tighten up the uh, the story. Because, I, and I know a lot of people never played uh, Dirge of Cerberus, which I played it and beat it I kind of dredged through that game. But the ending of that game basically made it seem like that there's going to be something else. And we're, what, a decade after it's released, and there's still nothing. So, mm-hmm. that, I mean, the, the story's not done. I mean, they're going to bring they. – I'm guessing this is their way of trying to rope fans back in. I don't know. I mean, it looks good, but if it's going to be Kingdom Hearts style, I don't think that – or even Final Fantasy fifteen style, like I, I don't think that's. I don't know. I guess that appeals to the newer generation of gamers. It, it doesn't appeal to me.
1: Yeah, but I, I, like Final Fantasy really didn't have to do that. I think when people wanted Final Fantasy remake all these years, they just wanted it to be a prettier version of Final Fantasy seven, not a completely different game.
0: Yeah, yeah, they that that's, and I, I agree with you one hundred percent. They should have just. Just spruced it up and kept it the same because I mean the battle system is solid yeah so um do you think that's gonna drop this year or you think that's probably two three years out' I'm a fantasy the remake
1: I'm putting that towards p s five like i <laughs> I don't even see that coming out on p s four
0: yeah I, I agree with that too i think uh, do you th- i think Okay. Do you think we're going to get the PS5 in 2019 or 2020?
1: I need to see what Sony's E3 looks like this year.
0: Yeah.
1: Announcements. I'm putting PS5 for next year.
0: If, uh, God, know I remember, I forgot who it was. I think it was Dreamcast Guy. I think that YouTuber he did the video oh, yeah. where he, he said that. His source and Microsoft said that the next one's coming out. And then, did you see that Forbes magazine actually made an article about him?
1: About Dreamcast guy?
0: Yeah, to discredit I seen it. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I was like, oh well, wow.
1: No, uh, I haven't seen it.
0: I don't. You know, I used to work for Microsoft actually uh, when I lived up in Washington, and that kind of a leak. I don't necessarily know if that's if his source is 100% credible with that because uh, the way they, Microsoft has you sign like NDAs like it's in every NDA clause with them like if you, if anything leaks out and they trace it back to you they're coming for you with everything they got yeah
1: <laughs> but, but uh, I, if, I PS5 could launch the next year if we, like if we don't see Death Stranding Gameplay this year, I think PS5 launches next year. So this, we've just been seeing trailers. It's probably not good enough to be running on PlayStation 4 right now, and they don't want to show it, and it's all janky or something.
0: Yo, know, that trailer for Death Stranding, the most recent one, that was crazy as hell. Like, I, I don't even know what I was watching.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a Kojima game. It's, uh, you know,
0: it's kind of <laughs> I was thinking, like the first thing that came to mind, I'm like, this is gonna be a mindfuck, kind of like Metal Gear Solid Two was. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I'm interested, but yeah, I would like to see some gameplay for Death Stranding, especially.
0: But what are you? What are your thoughts on uh, Metal Gear Survive, which I think it drops next month? I think.
1: Uh, it looks like it could be a decent multiplayer experience, but that game is gonna get destroyed by fans in the media.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, okay. So next topic, we're gonna go into uh, Microsoft as a whole. The company is doing well, you know, software-wise outside of the Xbox brand. A lot of people don't understand that Microsoft they have so much money, especially being in the the, the healthcare field, which I work in. They've got it on lock, you know, the IT field. The only area that they seem to just be doing so horribly in is Xbox. And, you know, as Blender, like you said earlier, it seems like they've lost their sense of identity in this this generation. Like,
1: Yeah, because like, I like to watch a lot of documentaries on like how companies and stuff became to be. And Microsoft was supposed to be the hardcore box. And then when I look at what they were doing last year, Super Lucky's Tale, Cuphead, what were, Voodoo Vince, Disneyland at 4K. Like, they need to step it up, man. It was pathetic last year.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Minecraft in 4K, too.
1: Yeah, Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a lot of good IP under their belt, too, but they just don't use them.
0: Yeah, it's like... I mean the guaranteed things you know you're gonna get every year. You know you're gonna always get a Forza. You know it's either gonna be alternating between Horizon, More Sport, mm-hmm. and then they have the you know they got Halo, which I feel like Halo should have stopped at three
1: or, or Reach. Yeah, Reach. I thought Reach was really good. Like I
0: played four and I played five and I'm like this just doesn't. It feels like it's trying too much to be like a uh, their take on like Call of Duty. I'm like yeah.
1: Yeah, and it does make things worse when the head of the company says he wants Halo around for the next 200 years. I mean. For real? Yeah, something like that.
0: My goodness. Ugh. um, I don't know how they would do that. I mean, listen, the current story is like the whole Reclaimer arc, and I'm like, it's just boring. And then they took out the, the co-op.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was online. Was it online only or something? Or did yeah. they just take it out completely?
0: I think in five, it was online only. In four, they just removed it entirely. Oh. I have no idea why they did that. It just it did not make sense. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, 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 oh, go
1: ahead. No, you, you're good.
0: No, I was going to say, like it doesn't make sense with how amazing the 360 was from day one till it ended. They were doing so well. And it's like, how can you not trans? you know transfer the essence of what that was to the xbox one and it's more than just that pr blunder they had in 2013 i just i don't know what's going on like
1: i just think they need to get new people in charge as as much as people like to give don matrick a lot of mess i think don matrick actually put a lot of good games on the xbox because even me, as somebody who doesn't really care about the Xbox brand and is more PlayStation and Nintendo, Xbox mm. probably had a better first year than the PlayStation 4. Because they got yeah. games like Horizon, Killer Instinct, what Fort's Sunset Overdrive. They had a lot of good stuff their first year, but after that it just kinda gotten weak.
0: Yeah, I think it was around twenty fifteen, it just kinda tailored off and
1: Yeah, as soon as what's that game? Scream Riot came out, it's just been kinda, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know what happened with that.
1: Yeah, it was like the the tights (laughs) changed when Screamrite came out. Then it was like Bloodborne. And then Sony started doing really good with their games. Then Microsoft slowed down.
0: Yeah, because like with PlayStation 4, I feel like they didn't really get the definitive exclusives until like 2016. Because I remember when, was it the Order 1886 or whatever? That that has so much hype to be a poor man's Gears of War.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Gears Killer is what they were calling it.
0: I did, did they shut that studio? No, that's Santa Monica Studios, right? That's I uh,
1: I forgot what they did with that studio, but I know they went on to make some weird indie game where you push balls off a cliff or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, I feel like. I, I, you know, I'm going to say, like, I feel like both Xbox and Sony for this generation, like, in comparison to what the PS3 and Xbox 360 was, I just feel like there's not enough innovation. They didn't really push the envelope. I really feel like they could have delayed dropping the one and the PS4 until, like, 2015.
1: 2016 like, for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Even 2016. Like, and just made the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X that could have been like the next evolution.
1: Yeah, versus. Nintendo too with that Wii U, but
0: if, if yeah, like with the Wii U, if they were going to do that, they could have dropped that at the same time of the the 360. Yeah, if they want to compete. Like I, it it just seemed like I remember when I first saw like what it was. And I remember the people that around me, they're like, is this just an add on to the Wii? Is it just an ex- like a controller? I'm like, no, it's a whole new console. And they, I think what really killed them with that one was having it have the same name.
1: Yeah. Did they even show the console when they first showed the Wii U? Um, it they might have just been a tablet.
0: Just a tablet. That was the only one and they showed, like, some golf game simulator on it, and then that super realistic-looking Zelda that we never got. Yeah. So I feel like everyone uh, – well, I feel like with Nintendo, yeah, they definitely dropped the ball with that. But when it comes to, like, all the games that they're going to port over, because guaranteed with how they've given a definitive version of – uh of Hyrule Warriors, of Smash Bros, of Pokken Tournament. The guaranteed, Smash is coming. That's- you think so? You don't think so? I, th- I think it's going to be one that's going to come out, if not this year, then probably next.
1: I think they're just going to say forget that game and just put out a new one instead.
0: Really? They could.
1: I mean, if, if we don't get a Smash Bros this year, I think we just get the new one next year, unless unless they port the Wii U one this year as a, like a little filler title, like they did the Zelda ones.
0: But do you think? Because um, uh, Sakurai is not actually involved anymore, is he?
1: I hope not. I hope he's making Air right too, but you know.
0: <laughs> but um, I mean, if anything, I can see with how they've been, you know, re-releasing titles, I actually think they could bring uh, a deluxe version of it and just combine everything from, like, the uh, 3DS one to, you know, 3DS and the Wii all in one. And possibly. Ice Climbers. When's the last time we had... Yeah, we haven't had Ice Climbers since Melee, right?
1: Yeah. No, uh, Brawl.
0: Brawl, yeah. I don't understand why they didn't put Ice Climbers in to begin with, with the last one.
1: It's because the 3DS was too weak, and they wanted it to be an equal experience all around, so you couldn't have exclusive characters on one version, so Ice Climbers had to go.
0: Uh, okay. Um, But yeah, I, I could see that happening with you know a new one. Um, I think, and this is kind of a reach, but I do think that we'll probably get a Star Fox Zero remaster at a cheaper price with better controls
1: that definitely deserves a second chance with better controls that was like the they had a good game there but trying to implement the wii u and looking down and moving it all around which is a bad idea
0: yeah yeah i don't i don't know why they and who that was um miyamoto's idea wasn't it yeah
1: eh. how, how do you feel about hyrule warriors coming to the Switch. I think that's one of the last games that should have been brought over from the Wii U. Uh, Especially if you have, like, Fire Emblem Warriors right now trying to be that Musou game and you just bring Hyrule Warriors over.
0: I, you know, uh, to be honest, I actually agree with you because I think Nintendo did not give uh, Fire Emblem Warriors any real publicity because it came out a few days to a week before Odyssey.
1: Yeah, the week right so, before Odyssey,
0: and so I think it really doesn't make sense because they play so similar as it is. I mean, give or take a few different mechanics and you know the strategic extra that uh, Fire Emblem has. What is really different other than you get to play as a Zelda character? Like, is I'm thinking the whole point is just to say, "Hey, we have another Zelda-like title." Here you go. Like, yeah, really.
1: Like, Fire <laughs> Emblem Warriors would have been better as a January title. Like, I'm not really playing anything right now except for backlog stuff.
0: Yeah, it's like, I, I feel like they kind of sent that out to die in a way. Because, I mean, really, who's going to pick that over Odyssey in that time frame?
1: Yeah, I only played it for like 30 minutes, and then Odyssey came out, so.
0: I think I got to like chapter two, and I'm, <laughs> I haven't touched yeah. it since. <laughs> oh, man. Um... Yeah, like, of all the games, like, they could bring back. I don't agree with Hyrule Warriors. Um, I would have preferred to have had Star Fox Zero or the wonderful 101 yes. or a sequel to it.
1: The wonderful 101, didn't deserve the second chance?
0: Tropical Freeze, that that deserved it, because I don't think enough people actually played that to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do they have on a Wii U? Uh, Tokyo
1: Mirage Sessions I think deserves a second chance. Like that came out just when people didn't care anymore. I
0: didn't even get to play that. Hold up, I got police next my. Oh no, that's an ambulance. <laughs> I swear, I hate living right next to like the busiest intersection in town. Like I've got a fire station and police station like right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. So, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, tell me about it, because I own it. I just have not had the chance to play it because of my backlog. Like, wh- what's your thoughts? What makes it so great?
1: Well, it's basically a, a Shin Megami... Ten- well, it's basically just your regular dungeon-crawling RPG, but it's more idol-based. And it's like Stars the Fire Emblem character. So, like, one character... I-, I forget what the main character's name is called, but he's basically your Krom. Then you have the other characters. Like, it's just a really good game I don't really want to go into it like story heavy for people like listening to it or anything but yeah that's definitely one of the games that deserves a second chance for the the Switch
0: Did that one sell very well or? No Really?
1: Yeah I don't think it sold well at all
0: Uh, Wow I'd be surprised if you said that uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X outsold that
1: I'm sure Xena. I'm sure definitely outsold that.
0: Dang. Uh, well, speaking of Chronicles X, you think we're gonna get a remaster of that?
1: Uh, I think the creator said he wanted to bring it over to the Switch. Did you like it a lot? Yeah, it was alright. Story. I mean, it was just it, it just felt like a side mission kind of game. Like there wasn't a whole lot of story going on, but I thought it was pretty good.
0: I enjoyed the combat, I loved the graphics, I loved the open world, but coming off of, like, I'm a huge, huge fan of the Xeno series, you know, I've always been brought into the series because of the story, and coming off of having beaten Xenoblade Chronicles 1, going into X, it just didn't, it didn't do it for me. The story yeah. just, it never hooked me at any point.
1: Yeah. I think having a silent protagonist was a bad idea, too.
0: And what I don't even understand the point of having the Avatar thing to begin with. Like, we could have just put us in the, the shoes of uh, Elma. Yeah. So she was kind of the main character anyway.
1: It was just a, but, uh, it was an alright game. I don't think, like, it's bad or anything like a lot of people say, but I don't think it's Great either,
0: but have you you heard that uh, people are saying that it's better than two?
1: Dude, that's so insane to me. Like <laughs> I don't I don't get what people what people see in Xenoblade Chronicles X that would make them feel that way.
0: I swear, like if you go on um, Game Facts, it's like cancerous topics, man. Like I don't understand the excessive hate that people have for it. They're like, oh well, the art style and Xenoblade Chronicles Two is horrible. The gameplay is horrible, the graphics are horrible. I'm like, wait, we're pra- uh, we're praising Xenoblade Chronicles X being better. I remember when that
1: <laughs> We need to get off this this art style stuff. Does anybody not remember how Xenoblade Chronicles X actually looked? Characters looked insane. I do yeah, the <laughs> gameplay Play, I think Xenoblade Chronicles I mean, 2 has one of the best RPG combat systems I've ever seen. The story, it's not even up for debate. The characters were way better in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And the world, there was actually stuff to do in that world instead of just open fields with monsters roaming around.
0: How far have you heading in so far?
1: Uh, I think I'm at Chapter 8 right now. I'm just doing a lot of side missions and grinding.
0: Yeah, because uh, you're like 130
1: hours in. Somewhere around there.
0: Yeah, because um, But you you played the other Xeno games, though, right? You played yeah. Gears and Saga.
1: I played a bit of Gears. I need to go back and beat that. But I played the sagas and Xenoblades, yeah.
0: Okay, when you get to Chapter 10 and then when you beat it, I, I'm going to tell you this now. It You could say everything ties together even gears. Oh really? Yeah. Like that ending. Okay, so you remember and I'm <laughs> not gonna spoil it. <laughs> i just I'm just gonna say it's gonna it ties everything together. Like I I I'm not even reaching. Like when I watched that I was like wow they they really tied it all together. I mean Maybe it's because namco and and Square also helped out with making it. Maybe they gave him permission to allude to it, but like
1: reference some stuff, yeah,
0: but when you get to chapter Ten, yeah, you'll see it
1: <laughs> I'm really excited to to get beat this game already
0: what what level are you right now?,
1: uh, I think I'm like level fifty seven
0: God damn man you I was like level 40 something on chapter
1: 8. Damn. Oh, I thought you beat the game already.
0: No, I did, but I beat the game, I barely made it to level 70. I beat it at level 69. Oh, all right. But it's just like, there was so much, the and the one thing I, I, I really love about Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is there's so much you can do. Like, that world is so alive. Mm-hmm. Like, the side quest is so funny because my wife right now, she's like a 100 and I want to say like 120, 130 some hours, kind of like you right now mm-hmm. in the game. And all she's she's on chapter five and all she's doing is side quests. I'm like, are you going to touch the story? She's like, after I do a side quest.
1: <laughs> Have you done any of the side quests for the blades?
0: Uh, I skipped all of them. I feel like oh, I should have done it.
1: Those are so good. Like that's the re- main reason I haven't been getting onto the story.
0: Um, wait. So you did the the one side quest for the the chick that's in um Gormadi.
1: Gormadi. Uh, What's the chick?
0: Forgot her name, but she's kind of looks like Cosmos, but with the blonde hair and the wings. Oh yeah, she- yeah, I got her. Man, I see now. I need to go back and play it. <laughs>
1: That was, a long, that was a long side quest, but yeah, it was a good story.
0: Man. But yeah, like, that, that's one of the things I felt that there was almost, there's always so much to do. Like, that I almost felt like the side quests were pulling me away from the main story. And the so, the story, like, I've heard people say that it's like a typical Saturday morning anime story, and I'm like, it's, oh,
1: it's far not. from that.
0: <laughs> Oh man, I, I uh I, I don't get the hate the game gets. Like, do you think the the rating that people gave it was fair? Like, an eight was it an eighty six or eight point something?
1: Well, it the only review I actually read about Xenoblade Chronicles two was from Kotaku, and it's from a guy who didn't like Xenoblade or Xenoblade Chronicles X to begin with, and naturally he gave Xenoblade Chronicles two a low score. So. But I did see the Metacritic score, and they're about the same rating. Xenoblade Chronicles X and two, and I think either two should be higher or X should be lower.
0: Yeah, and two, I feel like there's also some controversy where people were trying to go in and rate, like write like horrible reviews to try and drop the score. I feel like the hate towards Nintendo in general last year was just insane. Yeah. Like. I I don't even understand it. Like why people were getting so emotional about it. Like it's, you know, game. This bringing more people into the gaming industry. Like what I don't, I didn't get all the hate. (laughs) Yeah. But
1: um. Oh, especially pre uh Switch. That was that was the the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I remember that. Like even the guy from uh
0: that did Titanfall too. I remember. They did, like, Like, an interview with one of the
1: first people to, like, got the Switch.
0: Like, yeah, like, everybody was betting on it, like, saying, oh, yeah, this game is definitely going to flop. It's never going to, like, this console is going to flop. You know, Nintendo should just die. Like, so many people were saying Nintendo should just die and be third party. I was like, wow.
1: People were saying that the the Switch was doomed without Mass Effect Andromeda.
0: (laughs) Yo, I remember that.
1: (laughs) Pre-Switch was crazy.
0: Oh my God! Yo, people were going crazy with that.
1: Just uh, for Zelda to outsell versions of Mass Effect Andromeda.
0: And the fact of the matter is, like, if, if you really want to be technical, it's crazy that Zelda, being originally a Wii U title, outsold yeah. all of those games. <laughs> oh man that's crazy. Uh do you think we might get uh Persona 5 on the Switch?
1: Uh, Atlas has a history of porting Persona to like mobile, like Persona 1, 2, 3, Persona 1, 2 and 3 came to PSP, Persona 4 came to uh PS Vita. Unless Persona 5s coming to Vita, I think they might re- uh release that for the Switch. I mean, I don't think there's any reason why they can't put that game on the Switch, unless they just put it on the PC, because I think Sega said they want games like Yakuza and Persona to go to PC. So I think it has a strong chance on the Switch.
0: I think it would probably sell the best on the Switch, because if I'm correct, when they put Persona 4 Golden on the Vita, it outsold the original Persona 4.
1: It might have, because Persona 4 came out when, the, I think PS4, PS3 and 360 were out when Persona 4 came out. Yeah. So, like, yeah, people yeah. Persona, weren't really caring about the game at the time.
0: Yeah, definitely Persona 5, I think it would do really well on the Switch. Uh, I think uh, if they were to bring Yakuza to the Switch, that would be amazing. And a lot of people, have to, I've to, I actually talked to a lot of people about putting Yakuza on the Switch and then they're saying that, oh, Nintendo would never have a y- Yakuza title. I'm like, yeah, they did. They actually had, I think, three or four.
1: No, it Wii- was a Yakuza HD remaster for the Wii U. It was Japan exclusive, though.
0: Yeah. I think that would do, I think the series would do well on the Switch. Or if not, bring Shinmu 1 and 2. Yeah.
1: Well, they just need to release that in general, but Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, Yakuza, whenever I run these polls, Yakuza surprisingly always wins for, like, games they would like to see on the Nintendo Switch.
0: I mean, I don't understand why. Why? Okay, Sega, and I'm probably going to go on a rant here, but I don't understand Sega. I don't understand what they're doing with the amount of amazing IPs they have. And then they just drop Sonic Forces.
1: Don't don't even get me started on Sonic Forces. I'm trying to wipe that game from my memory right now.
0: I saw your video, man. That was amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, people still getting after me to this day from that video.
0: (laughs) It's like they could bring back Sega. They're sitting on a gold mine of IPs. They could come and bring an HD remaster of Skies of Arcadia. Yeah. It it would sell, um, like Amy in the chat said, Samba D. Amiga. That would sell. Yes.
1: On a rhythm <laughs> games, please.
0: <laughs> um, they could bring back um,
1: Super was... Monkey Ball. Exactly. I've been asking for Super Monkey Ball threes for like the longest.
0: Like there, there's so much they I mean, they could even reach back, bring back Streets of Rage. Like give us four.
1: Yeah, and they have a lot us... of. They have a lot of IPs that don't need these super huge budgets to gain them.
0: Exactly. Or even Nights. Streets,
1: e- Streets of Rage could easily just be like an eShop game for 15 to 20 bucks.
0: Yep. It's just... It's crazy. Like, they have... I mean, even when it comes to RPGs, like Sega was no slouch when it came to RPGs with the Fancy Star and the Shining Force series. Yeah. And I don't understand why it is that Sega just wants to bring Sonic back over... It's like Sonic is their experimentation for everything. Sonic 06, Sonic... What is it? Sonic Boom, Sonic and the Black Knight. Like, what what are they doing? I don't know. Um, What's another title? Like, I think... And I'm pushing... Because I'm really reaching here, I think that if Sega were to bring Virtua Fighter back, I think it would be really good for the industry, because there's really nothing that's out that can really compete with uh, Tekken Tekken. right now. You know, I I I mean, I, I always
1: thought Virtua Fighter was well. I mean. But Soul Calibers coming. I mean, that's about the closest that we got. But that's Namco too. So, but I always thought Virtual Fighter was better than Tekken, anyways. Like after Tekken three, I was just right, but nothing spectacular anymore.
0: Well, I agree with you. Like I felt like with how well that they did the last uh, Virtual Fighter, uh, which was a digital download only, and I, I talk about it on my previous podcast with uh, YouTuber Sigilicious. Uh, we were talking about how VirtuFyre 5 uh, Final Showdown was so amazing. Like, they could have just, if they were to bring that back or if they built upon the foundation of that with 6, I think it would do well. Like, it finally giving, you know, Tekken a run for its money because, for me, Tekken went down, at, well, I love 3, I hate it 4, and I Damn. love 5, Damn. 6. I, I just feel like with uh, Tekken 6, it was just, it became like an anime.
1: That's the one with Lars, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was just, It was, yeah.
0: <laughs> it was so over the top. And then, you know, and then with them pushing forward the devil gene to, to the point now, like, that whole story just makes no sense.
1: Yeah, they wrapped it up, didn't they?
0: On a cliffhanger, because they killed off Heihachi and then ended it with, oh, Jin, you need to stop him. That's it. <laughs> so it, yeah i i don't i would love to see a virtual Fighter tekken crossover but i don't under like well, on the last podcast um we were trying to figure out how the control scheme
1: would work yeah i was about to say you can't do like like if it's going to be virtual fighter slash tekken with tekken gameplay i mean it's just whatever but i prefer i prefer virtual fighter gameplay over tekken's
0: do you, yeah. Since you're in the fighting games, do you compete in any tournaments, or the to, are you part of the FGC?
1: With friends and like online and stuff like that.
0: But um, and this could be a random question. But if you could bring back any fighting game, which one would it be, or any two?
1: Uh, never really thought about that. I don't know what, well, because like Capcom. They have a lot of great IP under their belt, but like I said, Capcom versus SNK3. Love, but I don't trust modern-day Capcom with that game. And then they have Tatsunoko versus Capcom. So those would be my picks or rival school, but as long as they live up to those quality, the quality of the past games.
0: See, my fear of Capcom versus SNK.
1: Take out Tatsunoko and put in Power Stone. That would be a great online multiplayer game.
0: Yeah, I feel like everybody's asking Capcom for Power Stone. <laughs> Capcom Capcom doesn't want to give us Power Stone. They don't want to give us Mega Man Legends 3.
1: Yeah, I think they're worse than Sega.
0: <laughs> but they can give us port after port after port of Resident Evil 4. Like I'm I'm so tired of that game. Yeah. But um as far as Capcom versus SNK 3. I would love for them to do that, but I'm I'm so afraid that they're going to be if, if they were to bring it back, it would be done kind of like Marvel versus Capcom Infinite is.
1: Yeah, like a project they don't even really care about. It's just there.
0: Yeah, like that. And I would think I'm thinking they would probably go 3D with it, and I would not want it to be 3D. I would want to. If anything, if they were gonna do it, I would want them to take the King of Fighters thirteen graphics and gameplay, and just mash that in with like Mark of the Wolves and with Third Strike and Alpha, like kind of like how they did with two. I think it would work perfectly. Like there's so much money to be made in a Capcom versus SNK three. I've heard that they might do another uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken.
1: I don't oh, want them to do that. <laughs> I just uh, that was terrible.
0: That, that was. I mean, they should have just said, you know, this is Street Fighter four point five.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: none of those Tekken characters played the same.
1: Especially what they did to Mega Man in that game.
0: Why bad box heart Mega Man?
1: They were just on this Mega Man slander campaign back in the day.
0: Oh my goodness! Oh, uh, what are your thoughts on like the uh, on Akuma and then now having Geese Howard and now Noctis and Tekken? Like, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I mean, I think I think they're good for like hype, because like, it's always good to have like guest characters from other popular franchises. But I don't really care about any of those characters, respectfully.
0: I mean, if anything, if they're going to bring a SNK character to Tekken, my first choice would not have been Geese. I would have preferred Terry Bogard.
1: Yeah, he's like the most popular Tekken character, isn't he? Yeah. I remember people were even vooting for uh, Kazuma Kiryu from Yakuza, but we got Noctis instead.
0: Noctis should have been in Soul Calibur. Like, it, I saw yeah. like, the trailer for his gameplay, and I'm like, why? He's fighting with like every attack is a sword <laughs> attack. <laughs> oh man, like I, I don't know like, I, <sighs> Noxus and Tekken it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, if they're gonna put a Final Fantasy character in a hand to hand fighting game, it should have been somebody, Tifa. either Tifa or, uh, was the guy from uh Zeldench from eight. Or you know, some of the guys from Final Fantasy VI, anyone but Noctis.
1: Yeah, it's probably because Noctis is the most relevant one right now, but you know, still could have done a whole lot better with that there.
0: Yeah. Oh, did you get to try um the Dragon Ball Fire Z?
1: Uh I, well I I didn't not this recent one, but I tried it back in the summer, I think it was when they had the original beta going on.
0: What did you think about it?
1: Yeah, it was kind of simple, and there was, like, a lot of flashes on the screen. I couldn't really tell what was going on half the time, but, game, I'm not really expecting to go crazy and, like, learn the ins and outs of it, though.
0: There's been a lot of people saying that they think that this will be the next big fighting game. Do you think that's true?
1: I can see it. I mean, there's not really much it's competing with right now.
0: I mean, I played the beta. Like, I streamed a little bit of it last night. I found it fun. It's just... I mean, there's a lot of depth to it. I could see, like, if you're going to get down to, like, counting frames and... uh, The the move list is kind of limited, but the combination and cross-up capability is really there. But as far as it topping, like, Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition or Tekken or Soul Calibur, that... Mm, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna do all that much, but I think there's gonna be a good decent enough following for that, especially since it's how how entry level that game is and it's not as hard to learn as other games.
0: Yeah, like I, I mean yeah, I do hope it does well um overall. I think with like am as far as like Street Fighter Five goes, I know I need to go ahead and download the day that today and start playing it. I hear it's like a fifteen gig update. Jeez, but um, my whole thing was Street Fighter five. I know we wouldn't have had that without Sony, but the whole problem I feel like with five is they catered that towards the you know the FGc and then they just kind of ignored the casuals and then you got the FTC who don't even like it, like yeah. What, what's... <laughs> like yeah, it's so funny, like I, all I hear is a lot of complaining about. Street Fighter Five, but that's all they play. And it's so funny because I heard the same complaining about Street Fighter Four and Street Fighter Three back in the day, and it's like, you guys can't be made happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, it's like I've been saying since the very beginning, trying to cater your game exclusively to the FGC is when you should be focusing on their audience because the FGC is not going to carry Street Fighter Five and make it some millions upon millions. If you're not if you're not releasing the full game there day one, people aren't gonna care. Yeah,
0: because there's a lot of people that actually just put Street Fighter down for the last two years, and they're probably picking it back up just now. Because that thing was bare bones.
1: Yeah, it wasn't (laughs) even. I don't even think there was like one player versus CPU or training or anything day one.
0: Yeah, not day one. You, I think they added that in like probably half. A year later and then i i just feel like that's constantly charging 30 dollars for a season each time that that just rubbed me the wrong way i'm like so now my street fighter costs base the base game is 60 and then i gotta top on 30 dollars over the course of two years like really i'm paying 120 and i still don't have as many characters as four
1: yeah <laughs> and they're all in a lot of those characters, were characters that should have been in there in the first place, exactly like Sakura.
0: It's, and see, that was the thing I didn't understand. Like, how are you gonna put Kyrene in the game and not have Sakura
1: exactly? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that's I don't understand that. Like, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know what they're doing with that. But anyway, um, so I guess going on to, the, like, the last topic. So for pe- there's a lot of people that have been asking um, about how to get into YouTube. I know out here in Hawaii, um, I'm probably one of the very few. I think there's, like, three of us out here that do YouTube. And a uh, question I get a lot, and I'm sure you get this question a lot, too, is how to get started, uh, how much time does it take, and the level of consistency, and do you think it's for everyone? So, like, what are some of your thoughts on that?
1: Well, it depends on exactly what you want to do. Like, if you want to get into the gaming side of things, it can be expensive because you need, like, a good mic, a capture card, editing software, and all that stuff. But overall, just have fun with it. Like, it really shouldn't be this whole thing that you stress yourself out about. Just be like me. Cancel all your projects if you don't really feel like doing anything anymore. And, yeah, just have fun with it. It's not, like, something you should really be stressing about.
0: And like the people like I've I constantly hear a lot of people ask about like, oh, subscribers, you should be chasing subscribers and chasing views and chasing likes. I think. In my own personal opinion, I just think that's not a good idea to focus on because that's unnecessary stress, I think, people put on themselves, I think it's so long, you know, I'm going to agree with you as long as like you're enjoying it, that's really all that matters. And I feel like a lot of people they lose sight of it or they're jumping into it for money. Like it's a quick thing. And I don't know. think.
1: Like,
0: yeah. Um, I guess my advice. Um, like, like Blandry said, just have fun with it. Uh, really. I mean, like you said, as far as, uh, projects like if you're not if your heart's not in doing something like I've got a lot of videos that I've actually re- pre-recorded everything and I've got it set. I just need to like edit and put everything together and I just don't have the motivation or desire to do it so you
1: know <laughs> <laughs> one thing I'll also say is avoid drama uh, like I know a lot of channels that go back and forth with each other and then they want to actually start a gaming channel then nobody cares so just Avoid that. I mean, it's entertaining, but it's not something I'd recommend going into.
0: Yeah, there's so much drama on YouTube. It's it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, people avoid. Definitely avoid avoid the drama and just have fun with it. Like, if one of the things I've found, like I've had times when I can do a video and I can do a review on something or do like a reaction, and I'll get really negative feedback and some people that just you know, there are some people that just want to argue and they just want to hear themselves or be they they just want to correct you.
1: And mm-hmm. when you
0: run into those type of people, I just feel like don't give them that energy. Just be like, okay, and just keep it moving.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Um, just don't really feed into that stuff. Just worry about doing you and what like whatever content you want to make. Don't go into YouTube trying to be the next PewDiePie or anything because you're just going to end up disappointed and get mad and want to quit. But if you're doing it just as a hobby, I think it's a pretty fun thing to do.
0: Especially when you can start getting review copies of games. That's, that's definitely the big bonus. <laughs> um. So as far as um, I know, there's some people that have asked me if it's a good idea to do YouTube full time or to just drop, like their career or whatever, and go into it full time. I personally think it's a bad idea, given how there's so many policy changes left and right. They could demonetize all your videos, and it's just not a stable platform. In my
1: opinion. yeah, they can demonetize for stuff that doesn't even make sense.
0: Exactly, and it's it's all. I I want to know: Is it really all just to cater towards advertisers or their partners or? It's just a random algorithm that they do like i've never I, figured that
1: out apparently it's for uh advertisers I, I i think what was the first how did this even start again i don't want to say pewdiepie is what started it with the whole n-word thing but what, what was what started this whole youtube purge thing
0: it was something before pewdiepie was it um Was it I, rem- that guy... I
1: remember they, like, started cracking down on even games that were rated M. Like, I can't monetize any of my Yakuza or Nier videos anymore.
0: Was it that... It wasn't that other YouTuber that got cut from... It wasn't JonTron, was it?
1: It, it was a- somewhere around that time. I don't want to p- put the blame on him, but I do remember something around that time.
0: Yeah. Uh, someone in the chat said it was the ads on ISIS. It could have been that.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, I remember. that one. PewDiePie did that whole stunt thing. Oh, yeah. And he said, like, people were... ISIS was going to kill him or whatever like that. Yeah, that's... Something you want to be doing full-time?
0: I think, too, like, I feel like if you're going to go into it full-time, if you're going to do it that way, you should at least be on, like, be able to do like with like, uh was it I Justine or 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 uh, Marquez Brownlee or MKBHD? Like where you can put up a video and you don't have to worry about constantly throwing something out because you've got an endorsement or so you've got sponsorships. Like if you're gonna go and that's gonna be your primary thing, at least have a side hustle with other income coming in. Like I, yeah, yeah that being your sole thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, anything else you want to you got in your mind or uh,
1: not really? All right. I'm just so working on edit, editing, this, editing this video right now. So.
0: All right. I guess we can go ahead and wrap it up, man. I definitely want to thank you for coming through for the podcast. You know, episode nine.
1: Yeah, no problem, man.
0: Definitely, man. Like, big fan of your content. Everybody, if you're watching, if you haven't already, definitely go subscribe to Blandrew's channel. I've had, I'll have the link for the, his channel in the description below. If you want to go ahead and plug your channel, let people know.
1: Uh, you can find me on my YouTube channel at Blandrew. I'll be uploading a video later this week about five sequels I want to be, see for the Nintendo Switch, so yeah, look out for that.
0: All right, and then This is your host, Mikhail Casanova of the Casanova Podcast. You can catch me on now, if you want to catch this podcast, you can catch it on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play Music, and Spotify. So just look up the Casanova podcast, Casanova with the K, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. And with that being said, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.
1: Later.